Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everybody? It's IBS Jesus coming at you guys live with a special episode of Head to Head talking about the NFC East. Uh, give me one second here. I got a, my mic getting some feedback. Or is that Cody? Is that you? What's up, man? Are you getting in the car? Yeah, I just took the feedback off. Okay, all right. <laughs> then that was the beat. I thought it was the feedback from my mic. Um, <clears throat> So we've got uh, my co-host, Cody. Um, he's a everyday guest. And then we've got Maurice, who will be representing uh, IBS in this head-to-head. He's a Cowboy fan. Cody is a um, New York Giants fan. So theoretically, we've got two experts here uh, talking about the NFC East. Um, so uh, we'll go ahead and get it started. Uh, Maurice, since you are the special guest, um, we'll start with you. I'm going to give you guys up to three minutes apiece uh, to say what you have to say. And then after, you know, when you get close to your three minutes, you're here to tap. Um, at the end um, of your three minutes, I will give you the bell, if I can find that on the computer here. If you guys hear this, time's up, stop talking, and uh, we will switch topics. All right, you got that, Maurice? Yes, sir. All right, cool, man. All right, um, starting with the first question, and this is, again, specifically NFC East. Uh, who had the best pre-draft offseason, in your words, Maurice? Uh, pre-draft offseason. So I'm guessing you're speaking of pre-agent pickups and things like that. Yes, um, sir. I guess. I would go give the slight edge to the Redskins. Um, I think picking up Josh Norman was 
a huge, huge pickup for those guys. Um, that secondary, it was probably the weakest part of their um, defense last year. Honestly, the whole division secondary is pretty weak. But um, getting Josh Norman, I think, was a huge pickup. Um, I think he can go to that secondary and make some differences and um, try to lock down some of these number ones that's in our division. Um, Dez Bryant, um, Odell Beckham, those guys. Um, so he could basically free up the rest of the secondary to kind of roam, do things, you know, do some things that some of, some of our teams can't do because we don't have an elite cornerback. Um, I think getting – well, they got Junior Gallette last year, but he went down with the season in the injury, and so we really didn't get to see what he could do in that defense. So I'm essentially just using him as being another pickup this year. So I think Junior Gillette, um, adding, adding him to that linebacking core or, um, yeah, linebacking core, I think will also help those guys out. I mean, he's a speed rusher. He's, um, you know, he's a little loony, but, you know, for the Saints, he was very dangerous. I think he had like 50-something sacks in a three-year span or something like that. He can definitely get after it. The only question mark with him would be, um, you know, he tore his ACL. So if he can get back to 100%. And then a few more little pickups the Redskins did. I think they both they bolstered their defensive line to kind of help against, you know, mainly the Cowboys' run attack. Um, I think the Eagles will have a pretty decent run attack too. But um, they, both, they bolstered the defensive line. They added to the secondary. They added to the linebacking core. So – I kind of give them a slight edge over the Giants. I know the Giants did a few things, too. They added Golson. Uh, what was his name? Vernon. And they added um, Jenkins. So, I, I, do, I do think they helped their defense out a little bit, too. But I give the slight edge to the Redskins. All right. Um, with, Cody? I'm, I'm with you, too. Uh, well, as, as what you said, it's between the Giants and the Redskins for yourself. Thanks for being uh, since you picked the Redskins, I will go ahead and play that with that kid, Mickey Giants. Um, what I will say, though, is uh, two of the other signings by the Redskins that I really liked that went under the radar that uh, I didn't hear you mention uh, was Vernon Davis and David Bruton Jr. Both came from the defending champion Denver Broncos. I think that they, their production will be okay this year, but I think it brings more of a leadership and a sense of winning to that locker room that that team isn't necessarily used to. Uh, so I think those guys are going to be key as to get to the guys' uh, heads right before the game and just monitoring them, uh, just making sure they're okay. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with the New York Giants. Uh, as we all know, this song was played all year last year and into the offseason. Six games were blown with the lead by the Giants last year, all of that because of defense. And that's exactly what they did this offseason was they spent over $200 million basically all on defense. Uh, as you said, they got defenses in. Oliver Vernon from the Miami Dolphins. They also get you Norris Jenkins, cornerback from the Los Angeles Rams. But I think the biggest pickup for the Giants was Snacks Harrison, defensive tackle from the New York Jets. This was a guy who ranked in the top three as run stuffers at defensive tackle position. And if you pair him up with Jonathan Hankins, who was lost last year at about week eight or week nine against Tampa Bay, but in 2014 had a great season, you pair those two up, it's going to be hard to run through the middle of the New York Giants' season. 
Um, I also look at them bringing in uh, kind of a rival who was uh, Keenan Robinson, the linebacker from the Washington Reds. I'm not saying his production is going to be like this guy I'm about to say, but this move reminds me of a lot of when the Giants went out and picked up Antonio Pierce from the Redskins about a decade or so ago um, in free agency. Uh, Keenan Robinson, we know he played, I think it was a really good year in 2014, kind of slipped up a little bit in 2015. He is injury prone. But if, and it's a big if, if he can stay healthy, I do think that he can definitely help this linebacker before for the New York Giants because they had struggled. The Giants really didn't do much on offense, but that really wasn't a necessity. Maybe sure off the offensive line, yeah, but this offense averaged 27, about 27 points a game last year, and it was mostly the losses were because of the defense. So I'm going to go with the New York Giants just showing up the defensive positions that they need to, that they had a better offseason than the Washington Bridge. All right, uh, that's a that's a valid point there too, uh, Cody, because the um, the Giants actually were ranked, I want to say, pretty much dead last in every defensive category. Um, Maurice, I have a question for you. Uh, you were talking very highly of the um, Washington Redskins, um, and almost sound like you were just a little bitter giving them uh, credit. <laughs> uh, do you think that they overspent for uh, Josh Norman? Uh, I guess that's to be determined. Um, if he produces like he did in Carolina, no. But him going to a whole new secondary, I mean, Thomas Davis, Keekley, those those boys on the line, they're not coming through that door. So my question mark would be how is he going to, you know, produce in that secondary? If it's like he did in Carolina, I do not think they overspent. But – if he comes in like, I mean, I'm just using him as an example, but if he comes in like Nami did in Philly, then, of course, they overpay for him. All right. Uh, Cody, do you think that the Redskins overpaid for Norman? Well, you know, I mean, I'm a big believer in, you know, with the cap space going up each and every year, the contracts are just going to get even more ridiculous. And I feel like if you want a guy, you're going to have to pay. I mean, there's no doubt about that. So, do I think they overpaid for him? No, because, you know, they could definitely use the help at the secondary. But to Maurice's point with him saying, you know, Keekley's not coming through the door, Thomas Davis isn't coming through the door, that front seven for the Carolina Panthers were – they were very good. And the Redskins front seven is not as good as that. So, I think we might see a decline in the production from Josh Norman. Like I said, I'm not saying he's not a good cornerback because he is. But I think that front seven made him a little better than what he really is. So I think that we're going to see a little decline in his production this year than what we did from last year. All right. Now take what you guys know about the NFC East. Um, And then somebody like me who is not necessarily a fan of the NFC East, um, if you were building a defense, what would you address specifically? Uh, Would you address the secondary or would you address the uh, run defense? Like should – should the teams in the division play uh, more towards a uh, like a nickel type defense with uh, extra DBs, or should they focus on linebackers and uh, guys in the in the interior to stop the run? Do you see the NFC East as a pass happy uh, division, run happy, or more of a balance? It's definitely pass happy. 
uh, no doubt about it, pass happy. Uh, you know, I'd say maybe a decade or so ago it was more run heavy, no doubt about it. But now it's pass heavy. You have Romo, you have Eli, you have Kirk Cousins, who had a great year last year. I mean, these guys are throwing the ball 35, 40 times a game. Uh, if you look at the running back positions in the NFC, uh, the Giants, Rashad Jennings, didn't really do much. Uh, Alfred Morris was good, but last year he definitely fell off. Uh, Philly, DeMarco Murray obviously didn't do anything. And then the Cowboys, Darren McFadden definitely, I mean, he did good, but, I mean, it's more because of that offensive line for the Cowboys. But this is not just the division, but the league is a pass-happy league. And I think it's no doubt about it. The linebacker position is somewhat critical, but not as critical as having a secondary and having a defensive line that can attack the quarterback. Maurice? I com- completely disagree. Because, for one, first and foremost, I mean, every, like you said, I'm a Cowboy fan. Everybody knows that. And I'm not just speaking because I'm a Cowboy fan, but this health is, I know, is the biggest issue. <coughs> Excuse me. But I'm thinking Cowboys should be the favorite to win this division if they can stay healthy. And to me, the blueprint to winning this division is what they did two years ago when they ran the ball down the throat of every team they tried to play. They, that, that, that was their whole thing. They wanted to run the ball down team's throat. And I think the addition of um, Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott, I think we're going to try to get back to that blueprint. And like I said earlier, if I, I feel if we're the the favorites to win the division, then Washington, like I spoke on earlier too, they they bolster their defensive line. I think getting your your front seven intact in is probably the the best thing to do first because we're going to run the ball thirty thirty five times a game if healthy. And I understand we are a pass happy division when it comes to you know we got some diva receivers and some good receivers, but. I think Dez won't be on the back burner, but he's going to be one of the guys you like like two years ago where basically he was the touchdown guy. We won't really throw him the ball 10, 15 times a game. We would just try to get him the ball in the red zone. So me, me thinking that we're the favorites, I do think you have to build your defense solidly from, from the front to the, to the back end. I mean, even generally speaking, not even just speaking about division, if you can get a good front seven going first, then – that can make kind of average cornerbacks and safeties be a little better because you can get pressure on the QB and you can run stop. All right, good insight there, guys. Um, switching over uh, to another topic, uh, you touched on Ezekiel uh, Elliott for the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Um, this is talking specifically about the draft. Uh, according to NFL.com, uh, the draft grades for the NFC East, they've got the Redskins as the best draft grade with the A. The Cowboys come in second with the A-. Uh, the Giants are third with the B, and the Eagles have a C+. Uh, Cody, we'll start with you. Um, looking back at the draft for the uh, NFC East, what are your grades uh, for each individual team? I'm definitely with NFL.com as far as having the Redskins as the best team uh, drafting in this division. I like the pickup that they had as far as, uh, you know, getting Josh Gotson from TCU, who his last two years at TCU had uh, combined 2,300 yards and 25 touchdowns. I think that's going to help out Cousins a lot. I think you move Deshaun to the flat, have Garcon on the outside as well with Gotson. I think that this 
offense will be even better. Uh, they bring in Sua Cravens. He's like a hybrid safety from USC um, who did great. 134 solo tackles, 10 and a half sacks, and nine interceptions in his three-year career. And then they bring, bring over Kendall Fuller, who another addition to that secondary. Um, he has a brother, Kyle, that plays in the uh, NFL cornerback for the Chicago Bears, who's had a good two years so far in the NFL. I think Fuller will definitely learn a lot from Norman and D'Angelo Hall. So I'm going to give the Redskins a. Uh, as far as the next team, I'm going to go with the Cowboys as well. Um, Potential-wise is why I'm going with the Cowboys. I know Zeke is going to be good in this league. We know that. Uh, I like the pickup of Jalen Smith in the second round just based off of potential. We know that he was a dominant linebacker at Notre Dame, but, you know, is that – I think it was a knee injury. Uh, is, is that going to hold up? Because from the reports that I'm reading, uh, saying that it's a good chance that he does not play this year because his knee has not gotten better. Uh, since surgery and uh, other follow-ups. So, but I'm going to give the Cowboys, I'm going to give them a B-plus. I'm going to give the Giants uh, a B-plus as well, though, uh, with I love the – I was on the fence about Eli Apple, but I do think that he can come in and he can contribute as a nickel corner, and I think he will learn a lot from DRC. Sterling Shepard, though, is probably my favorite pick from this team. He was great at Oklahoma. And this guy just, I mean, he catches everything that comes his way. He's definitely going to, I think, succeed in this offense because he's going to, uh, obviously, OBJ is going to have a lot of attention his way. So Sterling Shepard is definitely going to be challenged the first few weeks uh, of the season. He almost, sorry, that was quick. <laughs> no, it was, it was about three minutes. Uh, Maurice, the draft rate, well, I just I, read them off. I'll read them to you again. Uh, Redskins got an A, Cowboys A minus, um, Giants B, Eagles C plus. Uh, do you agree with that? I do actually. I know this is a head to head show, but I kind of agree with with uh, all of those grades. Um, I hate giving the Redskins credit, man. It's killing me inside. <laughs> but I, I do think they did have the best draft out of everyone in our division. Um, they added Dotson, of course, that receiver from TCU, um, Baller. Um, they, I, I just think they I, personally. I think the, the Eagles got the best overall player just because they had the number two pick. They did a good job. I, actually, I give them if, if you want to factor in the grades, they did a good job with their players and moving them and moving up in the draft to get wins because that's what they need. They need a quarterback. So I think the Eagles got the best overall player. But when we talk about straight up depth, I think the Redskins got the most bang for their buck. Um, they they just added pieces to the secondary. Um, the safety, I forget his name, from uh, USC, he's pretty good. Um, they just, they, they've they done a lot of things this offseason, even in the draft. Like, from from the pre-draft to the draft, I think they probably didn't have the best overall grade, you know, per se, that I could give because they've done, they, I think the Scott dude, Scott something that from uh, the, the GM that they got, he's doing a really good job of building this team. And um, just he's drafting well. He's picking up free agents well. So they probably do have the best overall draft. The Cowboys, I don't know. I'm not as high on Jalen Smith as, as everybody else is. I mean, of course, Zeke, to me, was a great pickup. I'm, I'm one of the few guys in IBS. Yes, I'm calling it out because everybody else is saying, oh, no, we need to do this and we need to do that. Our defense is going to suck. 
So I think getting Zeke was the best thing to do to keep the defense off the field. Um, I know I mentioned two years ago, you know, we uh, ran it down team's throat and we kept the defense off the field. I think that's the same way we're going to go this year. So getting Zeke, who you can give the ball to 25 to 30 times a game, um, I think that right there is going to help out the defense per se. But Jalen Smith, I'm not that high on. Um, I think he has the possibility of being great. But if we're trying to win now, I can't see him playing at all this year. Um, Cody spoke on that earlier. He's not going to play at all this year. The, the nerves haven't got any better, but we expected that. So I don't know why we grabbed him with the second, you know, with our second pick, and we probably could have gotten him maybe a, a round or two later. So I was a little perplexed by that pickup. Um, then we went out and got uh, we got um, Prescott from a. Uh, one of those Texas schools, okay, A&M, there we go. We got Prescott. Um, I don't think he's going to pan out to be much. Um, then we got a, a tight end from Baylor who's like six-something. Big guy, but we got mostly projects. I don't really – I didn't give us an A, honestly. I gave us maybe a B. Um, I would probably slide the Giants draft up to be a little bit better than ours. So I would probably give a B-plus to the Giants, give us a B. The Eagles, they, they got the best player in the draft, but I really didn't see them make much more progress in the remaining round. All right, sticking to the uh, draft concept, um, we'll start with uh, Cody again. Cody, who is the best NFC East draft pick of the 2016 draft? I mean, it's hard, to, it's hard not to go with Zeke. You know, you, you pair up the best running back in college with the best offensive line in the NFL. You know, it's really hard to uh, to to not pick him. But what I will do is this, though, because I know Maurice is going to pick Z. I know it, so I'm not going to pick Z. And I'm actually going to go with Darian Thompson, third-round pick from the Giants from Boise State. He plays free safety. He had, at Boise State, in his four-year career, he had 21 interceptions. He's a ball hawk, and he's definitely going to surprise a lot of people with him going in the third round and a lot of people not knowing about him. He's definitely going to surprise a lot of people. I think he's going to be a good safety in this league for the next decade. Maurice? Actually, Cody, you're wrong, buddy, because I just spoke on it earlier. I think the best pick in the draft is Carson Wentz. Wow. Um, I, I think he... Just from watching what he did, um, I think he can make all the throws. I think uh, he he's mobile. Um, he I mean he played at a small school, and I know that kind of you know that kind of worries people. But I just think in maybe two three years he will start to develop to being a really good quarterback. I, I'm assuming they're going to send him behind Bradford this year, let him watch, and really get him going next year. Zeke um, to me was a great pickup. But it's a quarterback-driven league. And if I'm impressed by what I see from a quarterback, I'm always going to pick him first. All right. Hey, Alan, can I ask you a question real quick? Oh, yeah, go, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, Maurice, to your point about Carson Wentz, my question to you is this. Say that at four, at number four, Carson Wentz wasn't taken by the Eagles at two, and it was between Wentz and Zeke. You're going to take Wentz? No, I'm not because 
I, I want to win now. And so, I mean, you just I'm gonna believe that, that if the quarterback's gonna be there, Uh-oh. you're gonna take him every time. <laughs> that's that's if I that's if I need a quarterback. I mean, I'm fine with Romo right now. So if, if I know I'm not speaking on health. I know Romo is a couple hits away from being done, but at this point, I'm still confident in what Romo can do for the team, especially if we keep him protected and we run the football. So I would still go with Zeke because that's what we need. We need a running back. We lost to Marco Murray. We need a running back. So I wanted to, I want to go Zeke. But if I need a quarterback, and if I'm picking between Zeke and I'm picking between Wentz, yeah, I'm going Wentz. Okay. All right. Uh, he seems satisfied with that answer. So we're going to switch topics. Staying along the line of quarterbacks, uh, one of the hottest topics of the uh, 2016 offseason, believe it or not, was on the status of Kirk Cousins and his contract with the Washington Redskins. Uh, it was just recently announced that um, he will be franchised. Um, we'll start with you, Marie, since we went with Cody last time. Who wins in this particular situation? Uh, is Kirk better off franchised or you know, should he have signed a contract or do the Redskins um, kind of, um, do they get off better uh, giving him one year um, to see if, if last year was a fluke or not? I give a slight edge to the Redskins, I guess, because I'm not sold on Kirk Cousins as many of their fans are. Um, He's been too up and down. He, he played pretty good towards the end of last year. Um, he struggled a little bit at the beginning, but I know, he, for one thing, he, he was, you know, his first few years, he had to look over his shoulder at RG3, you know, who's going to start RG3 Cousins. And last year, I think, was his first year where he actually knew that he was the man. And, he's, you know, so he kind of was a rookie. He wasn't, but he kind of was because it was his team. He was a full-time starter. So he struggled a little bit at the beginning. He got a splitting at the end. Um, but I haven't seen enough to pay him big money. So the, I guess the franchise tag would be the best way to go to see what you can get out of him. But still, that franchise tag is $20 million for the cap. So I, I give a slight add to the Redskins because I think they did the right thing, but they're paying him a whole lot of money this year if he if he doesn't live up to the expectations. Okay. I'm going to go with, I'm gonna go with uh, it's a win for both sides. I, I mean, I don't think you have a clear-cut win. I think it, it's definitely both people or uh, – both sides of this win. The reason I say that is because the Redskins, of course, you know, they one year, I think it's what, $16 million, $20 million, something like that. He gets this contract. If he doesn't do good, they can still re-sign him, but it's not going to be for the money that he thought that he should get. On the other hand, though, if Cousins comes out and, you know, has a year like he did last year or better, the Redskins might think like, okay, well, he is worth the money. He is going to be a franchise quarterback. So let's go ahead and pay him. I'm I'm very high on Kirk Cousins. Uh, I know a lot of people talk about him, you know, not beating a um, a winning team last year and this and that. So I look at the defenses that he played, and of course, I think other than the win against Tampa Bay, uh, their their defense finished tenth uh, overall. Kirk Cousins' wins against the other defenses came uh, from defenses ranked fourteenth or worse. But in the four games that he played a defense that was top ten, he went one and three. I know that's not good numbers, but he ended up um, having a completion percentage of 67% for close to 1,000 yards, 
six touchdowns and four interceptions. I know a lot of people are sitting there and thinking, like, that's horrible, that's horrible. But what did he really have on offense that would help him out? Deshaun Jackson, I think, only played 11 games last year. He was hit or miss. Pierre, Pierre Garçon is getting old. Alfred Morris wasn't the back that he once was. Matt Jones came in, but he was a rookie. He didn't really do what a lot of people thought. I think that having a second year going into this offense, knowing that this is your offense and this is your team for this year, I think he's more at ease, and I think that he's going to come out and he's really going to play great. Jordan Reed is healthy. They bring in Vernon Davis, as we said earlier in the show. Draft Josh Doxson. I think that this offense is going to explode this year, and it's going to be because of Kurt Hudson and the weapons that he has. All right, I got I to cut you off, let me just, let me too, too much praise of Vernon Davis. Hey, wait, yeah, I have a question. Davis is done, dude. I have a question. <laughs> Cody, have you ever yes. defended Tony Romo? Have I ever defended him? Yeah, have you ever defended uh, him? I mean, you know, I I wouldn't. I have, yeah, I have. Okay, because you are the defender of terrible quarterbacks. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, Here we wow. go. Come on, man. Don't, don't nah, man Come look, on, man. You just made a, a you made a very good case that Kirk Cousins is good, and I almost believed you, but I was replaying those away games from last year, and then there was that uh, Eagles game where he just completely whiffed on the the two minute drill. And I was just like, you know what? Cody almost tricked me, man. You should be a politician. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> hey, that, uh, was, that was a low blow with the Romo thing, though, man. Come on now. No, because we're, we're actually getting to a Cowboy-specific question, and I know there's at least one Cowboy fan listening right now and it's like, why we keep talking about the Redskins? Maybe the Redskins really are the better team in the division on paper this year. But uh, switching over to the next topic, after – uh, after, after a season of injuries, should Cowboy fans be concerned about, about their lack of offensive depth? And I, and I wrote that out specifically uh, for the offense. And I saw somebody post earlier today. It was like, what, what do you mean offensive depth? If you look after Romo, after Des Bryant, two guys that got hurt last year, you have no weapons really other than Jason Witten. And he's, going to get a 10-yard catch and a 9-yard gain because he's so slow. So, we'll start with you, Cody. Should the Cowboys be worried about their offensive depth considering the injuries from last year? Duh. I mean, this is a no-brainer. Garrett was the one that said, did you mean defensive uh, depth? But, no, I totally understand the question. And like you said, without Roma, without Dez, there's nobody on this team. I know we always talk and we harp on it. They had the best offensive line, so you can plug in almost any running back, and they're going to get a 1,000 yards. I get that. But I'm going to specifically look at the receivers and the tight ends. You brought up Jason Witten. Jason Witten has declined the last three years. And, I mean, his days are numbered. He might have a year, maybe two left in this league. But I'm really going to focus on Terrence Williams. Okay, so Dez Bryant, he's mostly been healthy his whole career, but last year he ended up missing, I think, nine games. So, Terrence Williams. Could have been more. Yeah, it could have been more. But Terrence Williams did not step up at all. I understand Tony Romo was not playing. I totally get that. But at the same time, most teams have a number two wide receiver that they expect to show up and be a number one wide receiver if the number one wide receiver that week is either hurt or is just getting shut down. You know, you look at um, Randall Cobb. Um, you look at. Um, 
I, I guess you can kind of throw in Michael Floyd maybe because Larry Fitzgerald. But, I mean, you, you look at these receivers that step up when the the wide when number one isn't doing well, and Terrence Williams has not done that. Um, last year, games with 50 yards or less receiving. He only had one 100-yard receiving game, and that was week 17. Uh, in the games that Dez was hurt, 25 receptions, 468 yards, and only two touchdowns. In his whole career, he's had 27 games under 50 yards or less and only two multiple receiving touchdowns. He's played three years, and those are not good numbers for a number two receiver. So I kind of compared him to other number two receivers like Martavius Bryant, Allen Hearns. Martavius Bryant in only two years or really only, uh, really only like 21 games, five 100-yard receiving games and three multiple touchdown games. Allen Hearns, seven 100-yard receiving games and three multiple touchdown games. All of these basically a season and a half less than Terrence Cook. So the Cowboys definitely need to address the wide receiver position and obviously bring in another capable quarterback that can come in if Romo is hurt. But this team definitely, the offense, like the defense, is very much – um, lacking depth, and they need to do something about it quick because they're one injury away, as we saw last year, as to not being productive. Maurice? God, yeah, I was hoping that bell rung a whole lot sooner from all the slander that's <laughs> going on over here, man. God. Sound like truth right. to me. See, no, no, no. It's not truth because the only position that I'm worried about on offense that we're lacking depth is quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I am really worried about that. We've all seen Romo in the last three years. Each team in the division, team, I think, they'll put him out. But you got to be easy on, on Terrence Williams, man, because, first of all, we had no qu- quarterback last year. We had nobody that could get him the football last year. I know he, he's not a number one. He can't fill in to be a number one if Dez goes down. But if if Dez goes down and Romo stays healthy, Terrence Williams has a way better season. I guarantee you that. Um, you can't count his first season. He was a rookie. His second season was when we basically was running the football 70% of the time. Last year, Romo went down. So I don't know if you can really get the full-on outlook on Terrence Williams that you're trying to portray on him because it's certain certain circumstances, I think, that goes along with him. Um, I, Romo makes Cole Beasley a lot better. Romo makes Terrence Williams a lot better. Romo even makes Dez a lot better. And if I'm not mistaken, um, Terrence Williams has more um, touchdown catches in the playoffs than Dez Brown. Oh, let me stop there. But That's not saying much. So, How many times y'all been that, to the playoffs, man? Hold on now. <laughs> Hey, I'm just saying, man. Hey, hey, I'm just saying. All All I'm saying. So, I'm really not worried about the offensive depth. I'm just worried about that one key position in the offense that we're lacking depth, and that's the quarterback. Because if Romo is healthy, I guarantee you, all those receivers that we have, you've seen Kobe Beasley when Romo was healthy, man. You see, even Terrence Williams was rolling out some when, when when Romo was healthy. The key is not the whole offense. The key is Tony Romo. All right, let me let me cut in uh, as the host and say I have never, never seen Terrence Williams or Cole Beasley ball by definition, even when Romo's in there. They've had their moments, oh. but they but they're not. You know who I actually respect more than those two? Escobar, the backup tight end. Yeah. I actually respect him more than those two. I don't even know if y'all still have him, but I I hear yeah, Cowboys fans. Out. All right, I hear Cowboys fans like they they keep wishing 
uh, Beasley and, and Williams to be something more. But I just as a neutral observer of the NFC East, I don't see it. I don't see it uh, matched up against uh, the even the um, Giants supporting cast. I just I just don't see it. Like when Dez went down, there was literally no offensive production. Even when Romo was there, there's just no offensive production. And I don't, I don't understand how you guys don't see that as a concern. Like you don't but have it, that anybody was only, to lean on. That was, it was only three quarters. We only played three quarters when because Dez went down week one. We only played three quarters with Tony Romo in there, and he got mm-hmm. hurt that very next game against the Eagles in the third quarter. So, like I said, it, it's hard to really gauge that man because our offense really is based on it's tailored to Tony Romo. And I know we're going to get people like Corey that's going to say, well, Brandon Whedon went to the Texans and he balled out and what happened with that. But all I'm just saying is our offense, just speaking specifically for us, is tailored around Tony Romo. So when Romo goes down, then I think everything comes to a complete halt. And if Romo goes down again this year, it's going to be the same thing, 4-12. and Well, whenever he goes down, we're going to lose the remainder of those games. Maybe pull one off against the Reds, which we always do. But... Yeah. Well, Romo is basically fused together. At this point, he's half bionic, so hopefully he'll survive this year. Uh, switching over to the New York Giants. We'll start with you, Maurice, because I started with um, Cody on the um, Cowboy question, and we're running out of uh, time here, so we'll be a little quicker. Uh, what are your expectations for Victor Cruz and his return? Hmm. Victor Cruz, man, I I don't know because his knee injury was so bad a couple years ago that, first of all, physically, I don't know if he could ever recover from I had to turn away from the TV when I seen it. But I think it's more mental with him now. Um, his game was basically based on being a slot guy, making cuts, just making interior cornerbacks just look stupid out there. And with that injury, I would really have to see him back on the field first to really – gauge on what I think, but just right now as we speak, I don't ever think he's going to be the same receiver again because of the injury and the way he plays. All right. Cody? Um, I think he's going to be fully healthy this year as far as like 100% you know, cleared from his knee. As far as a production standpoint, I'm saying he might be like a 70% Victor Cruz from what we are used to seeing you know, when he was on his game, he was probably a top ten wide receiver uh, that year or two years that he was playing. But that, like you said, Maurice, that knee injury was was very horrific. I did the same thing; I had to turn away from it because it was, it was bad. Um, I think that he'll still be in the slot. I do think it's definitely a mental thing, but he will be in the slot. I think that his production will be okay, just because, as I said earlier, OBJ is going to be getting a lot of attention. Um, I think he's going to have good moments, but he's never going to fully return to that 100% Victor Cruz. And, you know, that is, I mean, it's a sad thing, but, I mean, that's just the name of the game. And wait a minute, man. I got one thing just to say. Yeah. You just spoke on the Cowboys' depth at wide receiver. Let's get to the Giants' depth at wide receiver. Who do you guys got? That's not the well, question. I mean, All right. Uh, switching though. over. Uh, two, oh. We're going to combine the last two. We're going to come back to your question during overtime, Maurice. That's usually how this, this show goes. <laughs> uh, we're going to um, combine the last two. 
Um, we'll start with you, Cody. I think I started with Maurice last time. Yeah. So, Cody, Giants have a new head coach. Eagles have a new head coach. Give me your expectations for both teams, respectively. I don't think that the expectations change for the Giants. Um, really, the only move that they made was firing Tom Coughlin, which I don't agree with, but I am glad that we were able to retain Ben McAdoo. Um, you know, I think that the Giants, like I've been saying the last, uh, you know, couple months, their offense is not the problem, it's their defense. And their defense got better on paper as far as the um, – as far as the, the free agent signings go. So, I think, like it has been since they, they won the Super Bowl back in 2011, at least make the playoffs. I think that's the expectation. I think that they could get a wild card spot this year, if not win the division, based on how things play out. As far as the Eagles go, um, the Eagles, a lot of people feel like they, they've regressed just because of the simple fact of all the players they got rid of and Chip Kelly leaving. But in my opinion, I think that they stayed the same if not got a little better. Um, I'm loving the pickup at the safety position from them. Rodney Smith, with the, the cloud from uh, from the Los Angeles Rams. I feel like them and Malcolm Jenkins together kind of form maybe a top five safety tandem this year. Um, Doug Peterson comes over. I think that he's going to get this offense straightened out from what Chip Kelly had. They got rid of the bad contracts and the, the bad free agent signings over that tenure. So, with the Eagles, I mean, I think they went seven and nine last year. I don't see a reason why they don't twenty six and ten or eight and eight this year. Maurice, well, the Giants, I think they're going to stay the same. Basically, they all they did was get rid of Coughlin and, and bringing uh, what's his name, uh, McAdoo, or whatever his name is. Somebody is getting that guy <laughs> Taylor first of all, but secondly. Eli Manning is basically the head coach on offense. I mean, he's the offensive coordinator. He's going to run the show on offense. They basically didn't do anything but got rid of Coughlin. So, I think they're going to stay the same. I don't see any difference in the schemes they're going to run. I think they're going to, you know, do basically the same thing they did. Um, You know, everything, the way things play out in the division, injuries, you know, sneaking off wins in overtime or, you know, stealing a win here and there. So, the Giants, I think they went six and ten last year, seven and nine, something like that. I can still see them being anywhere from seven and nine to nine and seven. Um, the Eagles, on the other hand, is where I disagree with Cody. Um, I really think they're going to struggle this year. I, I got them finishing last in the division, um, but they, to me, they do have a lot of potential. But you know, because I'm like I said, I'm high on Wentz, but I'm not that high on Bradford, so I. Don't know what they're going to do with a first-year head coach in Peterson. I don't know what his style is like, but I'm hearing from Eagle fans that he likes to pound the football. So if he likes to pound the football, then why do you trade DeMarco Murray? DeMarco Murray didn't fit into a Chip Kelly offense at all. They're trying to run him outside sweeps and, like, just give the man the football and let him go to work. And trading DeMarco Murray is the big question mark for me. I don't know why they let him go. Um, because if they're going to line up in the eye and run the football, he's the guy for them. So losing him, I think, will hurt. I know they got Matthews, but he's not the running back to me that DeMarco Murray is. He gets injured just as much as Murray, if not more. Matthews does. Um, Peterson, like I said, he's first-year head coach. I, I don't know. I, I can't see them winning no more than five, six games this year. Um, and that's not me hating on them or anything like that. It's just just me being realistic about what I think they can do with switching everything over, going to a whole new offense. Chip Kelly 
really, when he came in, he cleaned house. So with him doing that and then him leaving and bringing in Peterson, I'm just thinking there's too many changes going on right now for them to be successful. I think in a couple years they'll be back to where they were. But this year, speaking specifically, I think they're going to struggle. All right. Um, this has been the Hit to Hit NFC East preview. Um, those questions were randomly generated through a lot of trolling on a certain post. <laughs> and then um, I, I came up with a few and, and tried to improvise as we went on. Um, obviously, there are still a lot of question marks uh, with all four teams. Um, your guess is as good as mine uh, when it comes to predicting who's going to win the division because last year was just crazy. Um but it's going to be competitive, probably more at the top uh, than at the bottom. I think the Eagles are the odd man out this year. Uh, but as you can see, we've got a passionate Giants fan, passionate Cowboy fan, and we've even got some passionate Redskins fans commenting um, on the post as well. But, uh, Maurice, you had a question, um, and we usually do overtime. I know Cody's got to leave in, a pro- in probably about five minutes. So I'm going to let you go ahead and ask him that question that you wanted to ask him earlier about the wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, I'm just wondering, um, you guys, like, what are you going to do at the wide receiver position? I mean, you know, I don't wish injury on nobody, but let's say Beckham goes down with an ankle injury. I think the Cowboys would be in a better position at the wide, at, you know, at wide receiver than you guys would be. Well, I mean, what, you, what you're failing to realize is we addressed that this year in the second round, drafting Sterling Shepard, so we brought in him, and we're – knowing that Victor Cruz is going to come back. So, I mean, you sit there and look like, yeah, if OBJ goes down, I get it. But, I mean, we've made moves to bring in and shore up that receiving depth. Now, when Cruz went down in 2014, he drafted OBJ that year. So the the hopes were having a a three-wide receiver tandem of uh, Cruz, OBJ, and Ruben Randall. Cruz went down, OBJ had like 1,300 yards receiving, and Ruben Randall was about 70 or 80 yards away from having a 1,000-yard season. So them going into the 2015 season, they're like, okay, well, Cruz is going to come back, which everybody thought. You're still going to have OBJ. You're still going to have Ruben Randall. It didn't pan out like they wanted to, but we've made moves this year to shore up our lack of depth at wide receivers. Cowboys had the same exact wide receivers that that they've had the last three years. So you're going to depend on a rookie wide receiver. OBJ man is a rare, rare guy. You're not going to have a <laughs> rookie receiver come in and just want to take over like he did. Was okay, it now, I, the rookie I, when he tore the league up? It, well, Who? No, it was his second year. It oh, was, was his second year? year? Okay. But he, he wasn't on a um, – he was on training – I mean, in uh, on the, the practice squad the whole first year. Anyway, <laughs> okay, I get what you're saying. You're saying no rookie's going to come in like that. But you, you're failing to realize, again, that the last three draft classes, as far as receivers go, have tore up the league. I mean, Amari Cooper over 1,000 yards last year. You look at the year OBJ came in. OBJ, Mike Evans, Sammy Watkins, they blew it up. Sterling Shepard, like they said about OBJ, the draft analyst, they said Sterling Shepard is the best route runner and uh, hand that this rookie class had at the wide receiver position. They said these exact same things about Odell Beckham. I'm not saying he's going to come in and be just like Odell Beckham, but I'm telling you, he is going to be a dark horse for rookie of the year this year. You can bet that. Mm. 
Oh, well, we already know who rookie of the year is, but that's a topic for another day. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. All right, um, Cody. Do you have anything you want to talk about in the overtime? Um. Well, you know, real quick, I want to know, Maurice, um, and I got to go in about three minutes. Maurice, give me, give me what you think the records are going to be for for each team this year, where they're going to finish the division, what the records are going to be. Okay. Um, Cowboys ten and six. Uh, Skins is going to be eight and eight. Giants is going to be seven and nine, and the Eagles are going to be five and eleven. All right. Um, I have the Giants at ten and six. Cowboys nine and seven. Redskins eight and eight. Philly six and ten. All right. This has been recorded and probably will be replayed at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, appreciate you guys joining in. Um, anybody listening, um, I heard there's a problem with the link. So um, if you called in to listen, just give it about 10 minutes. The link should be working um, after this episode uh, ends. Thank you, Maurice. Thank you, Cody. This has been Head to Head, the NFC East version, and we are out. All right.